Hello! Thank you for joining us for another Peter's Children Adventure. In this week's episode, Pearson's puffed-up friend, Todd Hicks, Pearson's loud and bombastic pal, is a big part of the story. If you've been listening to the Peter's Children stories for any length of time, you'll recognize the name Todd Hicks. He first appeared in the story Penelope Peters Gossips, and he drove Penelope absolutely crazy with his overbearing bluster. If you haven't yet heard that story, do take the time to go back and listen to it. Or the other story, Pearson Peters and the Bad Company, in which Todd is also prominently featured. As you listen to the story, don't forget that a hymn title or a line from a hymn is part of the story. If you hear it, email us at whimsywins at gmail.com and if yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Annie from Concord, California, who sent in the correct answer of Praise Him, Praise Him, Jesus our Blessed Redeemer. A line from that hymn, For Our Sins He Suffered and Bled and Died, was included in the story Penelope Peters Heaps Burning Coals. So let's hear it for Annie! The hymn writer is Frances Jane Crosby, also known as Fanny J. Crosby. She grew up in the 1800s, and when she was just eight years old, she wrote her first little poem. She was a prolific writer of hymns, having written over 9,000. As if writing that many hymns weren't amazing enough, the fact that she was blind almost from birth makes that accomplishment even more astounding. But she was never one to take glory for herself. She always praised God. What makes Fanny Jane Crosby even more special to our family is the fact that our daughter, Abby, who faithfully edits these podcasts every week, gave birth to a baby girl three weeks ago, and they named her Mercy Jane. Well, shortly after Mercy was born, Abby made a serendipitous discovery. She was delighted to learn that Fanny J. Crosby's mom's name was Mercy. Our family is so grateful to the Lord for blessing us with this newest addition. Now it's time to listen to Pearson's Puffed Up Friend. Over the course of the school year, Pearson Peters had been getting to know and enjoy Todd Hicks. Todd was quite a character. He was often brash and loud and insufferable. But Pearson was growing more and more fond of his buddy, who was proving to have a far bigger bark than his bite. Pearson, Finwells, and Todd were becoming good buddies, and the three of them were growing a keen interest in scootering, which was the latest craze to hit Evergreen Elementary. Both Pearson and Pin had gotten pretty awesome scooters for Christmas, and Todd wanting to be a part of the gang, convinced his parents to buy him a scooter shortly after Christmas break. That Todd was an only child certainly proved advantageous to him when he wanted something. Pearson had noticed that any time Todd expressed an interest in anything at all, he usually had that thing the very next day. Why, just over the last couple months alone, Todd had already cycled through several fads. Fidget spinners, tech decks, splat balls, minifigures, and a maze ball. Pearson didn't mind his friend's varying and fading interest, because usually he and Finn inherited his old toys. Todd's passions were ever in flux. So, since Pearson and Finn were intensely interested in scootering, Todd was too, at least for the time being. Each Saturday, one of the three boys' parents drove them to the local skate park so they could practice their skills for a few hours. Of the three boys, 
Pearson was the most dedicated. After school each day, Pearson could be found practicing and practicing his tricks at home, hour after hour. He was determined to conquer some of the whips. He had watched instructional videos online with Mama Peter's help and was learning techniques for tail whips and heel whips. A tail whip seemed within his grasp, and he was getting closer to being able to perform it. The elusive heel whip would have to wait until he mastered the tail whip. Pearson had formulated big plans for the upcoming Saturday, so on the Friday before, all three of the boys sat together at lunchtime making plans for their scootering. Dude! I'm pretty awesome on the scooter now, Todd bragged to the boys at lunchtime. Pearson caught Finn rolling his eyes at that comment, but resisted rolling his own eyes. Mama Peters really disliked eye-rolling and was always reminding Pearson and Penelope that the best form of communication is using words, not body language. Still, if anything deserved an eye-roll, it was certainly Todd's uncontrolled bragging. Todd, let another man praise you and not your own lips. Pearson quoted the verse from Proverbs that had been quoted to him countless times. Well, it certainly doesn't seem like you guys are going to be praising me anytime soon, so someone's got to do it, Todd answered good-naturedly. Oh, I'll praise you when you're as good as you say you are, Finn retorted. Todd guffawed. (laughs) Just you gents wait. You'll see. I'll teach the two of you a thing or two. As the bell rang... Signaling the end of lunch, the boys confirmed their plans. Tomorrow, skate park. Let's see whose parents will drive. With the skate park and scooters in mind, they reluctantly headed for Mr. Richardson's math class. Upon returning home after school, Pearson hardly wasted any time before he was outside and on the trampoline with his tramp scooter. It was an old abandoned scooter that he had found at the skate park. With Daddy Peter's help, he had removed the wheels, replacing them with tennis balls, and wrapping the deck in duct tape. The bouncing balls allowed him to practice various tricks while jumping on the trampoline. Pearson's younger sister, Penelope, wandered outside and watched Pearson attempt some of his jumps. Hey, that's pretty good, Pierce. You're getting better and better. Penelope was Pearson's biggest fan, and she watched in admiration. Thanks, Pen. I'm getting there. Want to ask Daddy Peters if he can come outside and videotape me in slow motion? I want to see what I'm doing wrong. Penelope was only too happy to help Pearson out. And in moments, Daddy Peters joined them, phone in hand. Hey, bud, I hear you need a good cameraman. I do, Daddy Peters. Would you just film me trying these tail whips? I'm pretty sure I'm doing them right. I want to do some on the trampoline a few more times, and then I want to try them on the concrete. Sounds good, Pierce. Daddy Peters began to film Pearson's moves. It took several tries for Pearson to get it exactly right. But when he did... He grabbed his trick scooter and walked over to the concrete deck where he made several attempts at a tail whip before finally succeeding. Woohoo! Did you see that? Pearson excitedly yelled at the camera when he finally landed his first tail whip. I saw it, and so did the camera, Daddy answered victoriously. Pierce, that was awesome! Penelope was giddy with joy as she hugged Pearson tightly. Wow, thanks. Pearson was so happy that at long last... He had completed his first tail whip. Okay, you two, we need to get inside and help Mama Peters with dinner. Pearson, exhausted and sweaty, despite the cold February chill, was content to end his practice. He wanted to get to the video as soon as possible to analyze his moves, and he was eager to tell Mama Peters about his spectacular victory. 
Mama Peters, who was by the kitchen window watching the scene outside, knew that she was about to be regaled with war stories. But before Pearson and Penelope could even begin their tales, she sent them to wash their hands. Come and help me with dinner with clean hands and then tell me all about it, Mama Peters suggested, her eyes smiling as she winked at Daddy Peters. Daddy Peters was just as excited as the children to tell Mama Peters about Pearson's practice. Pearson came rushing back to the kitchen with his still wet hands, which he was wiping on his pants to dry. You should have seen it, Mama. I did my tail whips. I did them on the tramp first and then on the ground. I love it, Pearson, Mama answered, handing him a knife and cucumbers. Cut the cucumbers for the salad, please. It was seriously so cool, Mama Peters, Penelope reiterated as she walked in closely behind. It sounds seriously cool. Please set the table. Mama Peters was happy to listen, but focused on her tasks. How about we explain, and then Mama Peters can watch the videos, Daddy Peters suggested, as he cradled the twins Patience and Priscilla in his arms. Good idea, Pearson said, launching into all the details of his efforts. Mama Peters dutifully listened as she finished pulling the fried chicken out of the pan and dished mashed potatoes onto the plates. After dinner and a conversation that revolved almost entirely around scootering, the Peters family retired into the living room to play a few rousing rounds of card games, a favorite Friday pastime. The sun had been up for several hours the next day when Daddy Peters volunteered to drive Pearson and his pals to the skate park. After breakfast, Pearson grabbed his helmet and scooter and hopped into the car. He was oh so ready to practice his new whips. They stopped and picked up Finn first. Hey, Piers! Hey, Mr. P! Finn greeted the Peters as he loaded his scooter into the car. Thanks for the ride! Daddy Peters smiled. Hey, Finn. Now buckle up. We're going to swing by and pick up Todd. In a few moments, they were at the Hicks house where Todd was expectantly seated on the front porch, scooter in hand. He ran out to the car when Daddy Peters pulled up into the driveway. Yo, Piers. Hey, Finn. Thanks for the ride, Daddy P. Todd was effusive as he greeted everyone in the car. Daddy Peters was amused at the affectionate nickname that Todd had coined for him. Daddy P sort of sounded like the name of a rapper, and Daddy Peters kind of liked it. Upon arrival at the skate park, all three boys jumped out of the car before it had barely come to a stop. They grabbed their gear and began their adventures at the skate park under Daddy Peter's watchful eye. He had brought a book for reading and a camera for when the boys asked to be filmed. Daddy Peters was all too willing to accommodate, at least for the next hour. Anything beyond an hour started to wear Daddy Peters a little bit thin. He had some ideas of his own for what he needed to accomplish that day. He had the weather stripping around the back door to repair, the last of dead leaves weren't going to rake themselves, and he wouldn't mind spending some quality time with Mama Peters and the rest of the family. After about an hour and a half, which was a good half an hour longer than he had intended, Daddy Peters strolled over to the boys and patiently asked, You boys ready to go? Well, can we just do one more trick each, Daddy Peters? Pearson requested. Okay, I'll film you doing one more trick. How about I let Pearson and Finn go first? Todd magnanimously suggested. I'm going to do a tail whip and a 360 out of the bowl, Todd announced, cocksure of himself. You can't do a tail whip or a 360, Todd. I can't even do a tail whip yet, Finn yelled. Ha, I can too, dude. Have you seen me? Anyway, you think you're better than me? Todd retorted loudly. You better believe I'm better than you, Todd Hicks. You're so full of hot air. Am not, Todd shot back. Hey, boys, let's not make a mountain out of a molehill. We aren't here to insult or brag. 
We're here to enjoy and encourage. Plus, I'm freezing and I have chores to do at home. So let's get on with the tricks. Daddy Peter's attempts to defuse the situation weren't overly successful as Finn shot a withering glare in the direction of Todd. Dude, just go! Todd yelled at Finn. Fine, I'll go. Then Pearson, and then we'll all watch as Todd will do his amazing tail whip and 360, Finn said sarcastically. After the words were out of his mouth, Finn jumped down in the bowl, completed a 360, and hopped athletically out the top. Pearson followed, dropping into the bowl and popping out with a beautiful tail whip that Daddy Peters caught on camera. At last, it was Todd's turn. In his usual overconfident way, he yelled across the bowl at Pearson and Finn and at anyone else in the skate park who was willing to listen. Watch out, dudes! I don't want to hit you. I'm going to have a ton of speed coming out of the bowl. Finn, still slightly irritated, shouted back, We moved and gave you plenty of space. Now go! On my way, Todd declared as he started his scooter toward the bowl. Picking up speed, he dropped dramatically inside and came out the other end, landing without any attempts at any tricks. Instead, he grabbed his ankle and said, I don't think I want to show you my tail whip or 360 today. My ankle is feeling a little weak. Your ankle is weak? Pearson asked, a bit in disbelief. Todd's answer came in a torrent of words. Well, dude, I don't want to hurt myself. Remember when you broke your collarbone? I'd like to be a bit smarter than that. I always say safety first. With that, Todd gathered his things and walked over to Daddy Peters. The other boys followed and began loading their equipment into the car as well. Before the car had even been turned on, Pearson remarked, Todd, it's really hard to do a tail whip. It's even harder to do a 360. When did you learn those things? Well, (laughs) it's, you know, it's not that hard when you're talented, Todd responded. Hmm. Pearson was absolutely flabbergasted. Todd rarely practiced, and he knew how long it took to be able to handle the tail whip. He glanced at Finn, who was staring glumly out the window. Finn seemed defeated, but Daddy Peters didn't let another word pass between the boys before he spoke. Boys, you all look like you had a great time out there, and it's a shame that you're ending your day on a sour note. Would you mind if I gave you my thoughts on all that I've listened to today? Daddy Peters had such a sweet and humble way about him that the boys seemed willing to listen. Daddy Peters continued, Justice is measuring everything by God's law, to know and to do what is right. Micah 6.8 in the Bible says, He has told you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. The boys looked confused. What in the world did that verse have to do with this situation? But Daddy Peters was undeterred. Finn, it seems like you have a sense of God's justice. You don't like hearing people brag or tell lies. And that's a good thing. You know that God doesn't want people to brag and he hates lies. But it is easy in our pursuit of justice to neglect the next part of that verse. Mercy and humility. Remember, mercy is showing kindness to those who are weak, sinful, and in need, because Jesus loved me first when I was his enemy. And I love this part, 
Humility is knowing that everything good in me is from God alone and not for my own benefit, but to be used to serve God and others. Finn, I wonder if in your zeal for the truth and justice, you neglected showing mercy. I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard to listen to someone brag and then say something untruthful to cover it up and sweetly admonish that person to speak honestly. Almost no one wants to be around a bragger or someone that lies, but it is our duty to actually overlook it and show kindness. I love what it says in Proverbs 16:21: Sweetness of speech increases persuasion. Finn lowered his eyes and looked into his hands as he nodded and answered, You're right, Daddy Peters. I should have been a lot more merciful. I was wrong. But Daddy Peters wasn't finished. And Todd, I suspect that you can't do either one of the tricks you said you could do. I remember the time I was playing in a pickup football game, and I boasted to all the guys that I could kick a field goal from the 50-yard line. I have no idea why I did that, because it doesn't take a lot for them to see I clearly could not do that. But I quickly learned that if I couldn't put my money where my mouth was, it was far more embarrassing that way than if I had simply been truthful. I wanted the glory. I wanted people to look at me and think I was great. Instead, I should have wanted God's glory alone. Only God is worthy of any glory at all. If you have a talent, praise God for that talent because he's the one that gave it to you. We are wrong to try to take even a sliver of his glory. That is offensive to God, and it is not at all living in a way that is humble. Humility is knowing that everything good in me is from God alone, and not for my own benefit, but should be used to serve him and others. When we seek our own glory, we forget that we should hail the power of Jesus' name and crown him Lord of all. Only he deserves any sort of praise and glory and honor. Todd looked at Daddy Peters. He was chagrined. And then he stated the obvious. I haven't ever done that humility thing, Daddy P. Where'd you learn all that? Todd, it's all in the Bible, which is the Word of God. In fact, I think I have an extra Bible in the side compartment of the door there. Pearson, would you hand that to Todd? Pearson reached down and found the Bible and handed it to Todd. Todd, you can have that Bible. Maybe we can all start a Bible study together. Maybe you can even go to church with us on Sunday. Pearson and Finn's faces brightened, and they both shouted, Yeah, Todd, that would be so cool! Well, okay, that sounds pretty cool, Todd responded. And hey guys, I'm sorry for bragging. I gotta tell ya, I can't actually do a tail whip or a 360. It just sounded pretty cool to say it. My bad. Ah, we forgive you. Sorry for being so rude back to you, Todd, Finn answered and reached over to high-five him. Hey, boys, I'm so glad you made up. Todd, I think your life will change dramatically if you start reading God's Word, and I'll pick you up for church in the morning. I'll chat with your mom first about it, okay? Sure, Daddy P. And Pearson? And Finn? You guys are pretty tubular. With everyone back on good terms, Daddy Peter suggested they all grab a hot cocoa before heading home. All three boys shouted their approval, and Todd yelled, Daddy P is in the house! Daddy Peter smiled broadly and pulled into the coffee shop parking lot, silently praying that God would give his great salvation to Pearson's and Finn's buddy. Hello! 
Welcome to Grandmom's Corner. Wow, Todd Hicks is a piece of work, don't you think? He tends to be a know-it-all and a bragger, and normally, people don't like being around a bragger or someone who can't control his mouth. But Todd has a lovable, vulnerable side to him. The only thing is, he doesn't know the Lord, so he doesn't give credit to God for anything he does or any ability he has. What made matters worse was that he lied and told Pearson and Finn he knew how to do some difficult scootering moves. Have you ever heard the expression, you've gotten too big for your britches? It's an idiom from the 1800s. It just means that you're too full of pride or too puffed up to fit into your pants. Sometimes, even we who know the Lord get caught up in our own abilities and accomplishments and we take the glory that belongs to God for ourselves. My oldest daughter, who is now an adult, gave me permission to share a story of the time she got too big for her britches. It happened when she was about 10 years old. For the most part, my daughter didn't really struggle with being cocky or full of herself, but one time she went roller skating with a bunch of kids on a school field trip. All the kids were having so much fun while they skated around the rink for a couple of hours. My daughter has always liked the challenge, so when some of the moms who accompanied the kids suggested that they try some jumps, my daughter was all too willing to give it a try. Now she had never really tried any sort of jumping while she was skating, and she'd always had a reliance on God. But this time, she didn't consider any of that. She thought she was a good enough skater to do the jumps. And as it turned out, she was. She performed the first few jumps pretty well and was feeling quite pleased with herself. She liked the attention of the other skaters watching her too. After a while, she decided to take a break from skating but she decided to try just one more jump as she exited the rink, and that is when she fell on her arm. She was in terrible pain, and after taking a trip to the ER, we learned that it was broken and would need a cast. Now, just so you understand, this wasn't a punishment because she was showing off a bit, but it might have been a better idea if she had taken the time to watch a more experienced skater do some jumps and learn from them rather than thinking she could go out and jump well. And what would have been an even better idea would have been to take the time to thank the Lord after her first successful jump. So if your mom ever says something like, hey, you need to stop, you're getting too big for your britches. Remember these verses from Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for I delight in these things, declares the Lord. If you're going to boast or brag, brag on Jesus and tell your friends what a great God He is and how good He has been to you. Extol and praise God and give Him the honor and glory He deserves when you do well or even when you don't. He's the one who made you and who gave you the gifts you have. That's it for this week. We'll be here next week, the Lord willing, with another Peter's Children's Story. Bye for now.